Record. <laughs> I hear you typing. <laughs> okay, okay. That's my blues. Sorry. Your blues. Okay, okay. Wait, I was looking up the release dates first. Okay, okay I'll, I'll, we can wait. We can wait. Alright everybody, welcome to episode, I don't even know what number of episode we're in right now, but today is September 19th, 2017, and um, we are trying to revamp our NPC talk um, system here so that we're more consistent, um, more fun, and uh, more organized, and so, hold on, I'm, I'm going to look up this episode number, we are on episode 43 episode 45 of npc talk and with me today is roger hello roger hi hello i'm honored to be back on this show again it is good to have you here roger <laughs> that is all i have to say oh, thank you um i'm flattered and we also have jeremy hiding in the background he can't talk but he is here um hi jeremy <laughs> So, what is going on in NPC Talk News? We are dividing. So, the big part is we're going to try to do a weekly podcast. Um, just keeping it super short, super simple, um, with three main segments. First, we'll start off with some game news, what's been happening in the last you know week or so. Hopefully, if it's a weekly podcast, it'll just be the last week. Uh, second part will be community emails. So, send in your emails to npctalk at gmail.com. And we will read your emails, we will answer your emails, and we will have a great time. And then the third part will be a featured topic. Um, it will be just a topic about whatever we want to talk about. And uh, we put this topic at the end because if it's a game you haven't played, then um, or it's a game you're not interested in, then you know you guys can just uh, end the podcast early. But otherwise, you know you guys can stick around and. If we decide to do spoilers for certain things, like today, um, I think our feature topic will probably have spoilers. Um, you can just skip it so that you don't have to get anything spoiled, but still listen to our beautiful voices. Um, Thank you. Speaking of... So, okay. I've been listening to some video game podcasts lately, and they've been... Like, everyone is into, like, using really cheesy... Um, I don't know, like thought processes to, to like segue into different parts of the podcast. And so I'm going to try to do it when it's so hard. Game news, segue. Yay. Whoa. What is going on in the game world? Um, what do I have here? Destiny 2 came out uh, recently. Do you, do you know what day, Roger? I don't, I didn't look up the exact release date. It oh. came out. A few days ago, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like it came out. Let, uh, let me Google. Yeah, please. Um, Destiny Two oh. came out only for uh, console, so PS4 and Xbox. Oh, yeah. It came out for the consoles on uh, September fifth, according to Google. It came out two weeks. That's right. Wow, it came out two weeks ago. Um, Time flies by. Yeah, I think. Um, the PC version will come out October 22nd, maybe? Roger, please help me. Uh, I'm Google, you? Um, I've heard amazing things about Destiny 2 so far. Uh, it's gotten really high reviews. It's got, it's, people have been saying it's basically 
Destiny 1, but everything's been improved. Like, the story's actually somewhat cohesive. Um, the, I don't know, the the game's just better. It's beautiful from what I've seen. I, I haven't played it because I don't have a console, but from what I've seen, it is gorgeous. Oh, it comes out on uh, October 24 for PC. Roger, whatever you did with the microphone, keep it that way because you sound beautiful. Oh, sorry. Okay. I mean, oh, thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. Yes. I, I wasn't listening. October when? Oh, 24th. 24th. So that is when I'm going to jump on the Destiny 2 bandwagon. Me too. Uh, <laughs> in other news, um, PUBG is still going strong. Uh, I I don't know why I wrote it in my notes here for what did I want what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Moving on, uh, Mario Rabbids is out and has been also super hot. We we I have a so for our email section we actually have a surprise email from yours truly Jeremy because he Ooh. secretly found my email address or the NPC Talk email address before it was even announced so we have that but i have also a fun question for all of us um when it comes when it comes to it um what else so i wanted to talk about the uh nintendo direct what is wrong with my notes i didn't put (laughs) i need to put links in my notes this is what i've learned because oh. <laughs> I don't remember anything from. Um... Well, I, I can help you out Thank a little you. bit. Yes. Um, well, there's I didn't watch the Nintendo Direct because um, I'm lazy. But there's one thing that I know from it <laughs> is that the demo for Ancient Odyssey Five just came out last week. This is true. Um, so for so for those who are really into the Ancient Odyssey franchise. Be sure to download the demo on the eShop and try it out. It's really fun. Um, the ge- the actual game is coming out on October 17, I believe. So, um, yeah, the game the I- I- I've played the demo quite a bit already, mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing. Is it how how's it compared to four? Um, so with Etrian Odyssey four, it's sort of stems away from like sort of like the classics Atrian Odyssey 1 and 2 um Atrian sorry Atrian Odyssey 5 sort of brings back the gameplay back to its roots if that makes sense mm-hmm. um you don't really have an exact overworld that Atrian Odyssey 3 and 4 introduce it's that you just have this one big um maze and stratums again so yeah, the the classes are really good. The character customization is amazing. Mm. You can like um color code the eyes, the hair, Whoa. the skin tones, and there's about like forty uh voices that you could choose from too. So yeah, give it a shot. I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite um JRPGs out there. Wow. Um sweet. Yeah, if you guys haven't heard the episode on NPC Talk on Etrian Odyssey, <laughs> that's pretty much everything I know about the game, so... Yeah, be sure to check it out. Give it a go. Um, All I got from... Uh, I was like trying to search for the Nintendo Direct like release lineup that they did. 
Um, I got I got a couple, but I know there's more. So let's see. I see um, I see Mario Odyssey, right? Ooh. Which was um, it's just a huge game. Everyone's really big on it because it's so different, and people are kind of yeah. like, hmm. What? Was that when they showed Mario's nipples? Is that is, what makes a difference? That is exactly when they showed Mario's <laughs> nipples. And uh, uh, it's like such a big controversy for some reason. It's like Link Link doesn't have funny. nipples and Mario has nipples now. Oh. Delicious. Yeah. And then I know there's uh, Doom and Wolfenstein 2 coming to the Switch. Which oh. people like a lot. Um, I don't really know those two games very well. I know Doom got super good scores. Is, does that count? Oh, I'm not quite familiar. Uh, I know like Doom is very classic. Um, the new that's Doom, pretty much all I know. Oh, the new oh, Doom got the like Doom. yeah, it got like really good reviews. So oh, I see. Yeah, and then uh, what else? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, All right. People say that it looks worse than 1, which is kind of alarming. Um, oh. Yeah, they say it's really, like, clunky and, I don't know, like, what's it called? Like, rusty? Not rusty, but, like, I don't know, like, not polished. <laughs> not polished oh. looking. I, yeah, I see what you mean. Um it's like it's not very smooth, like fluid. Is yeah, that's what you're yeah. trying for. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and there's also Project Octopath Traveler, which I'm pretty pretty hot on. It is um by the creators of Bravely Default and Bravely Second. Oh. Do you know Do you know anything about it, Roger? Um, no, I do not. But Daniel knows about it a little bit. He yeah, downloaded the demo, I believe. Um, yeah, he. So it's. I've watched the trailer, and it, it, the music and the graphics are like totally bravely default, which I love. Like, I just love the art style. It's like kind of spritey, but like also kind of three D with like super smooth animation, and then uh, music's the same, just like epic and great. And uh, what makes this uh, game interesting is I think you're eight characters, which is why it's Octopath. And then each character oh. solves problems in their own way. So, like, they only showed two. One was the warrior. And the warrior can challenge literally, like, anyone, apparently, is what they said. They can challenge, like, a whole bunch of NPCs. And that's how he, like, gets oh. by problems. So, like, he'll, like, see there's a guard in your way. And it's like, oh, you can't pass then the warrior can, like, I challenge you to a duel, and then you guys fight, and if you win, you just, like, go through or something. <laughs> oh, that's um, really cool. That's yeah. That's very interesting. And the the other one was, a like, an exotic dancer, and you can allure people, and then you can cause them to follow you and see if there's, Ooh, like, a lost... <laughs> yeah, and so if there's, like, a lost girl, you can, like, have her follow you back home, or, like, you can have, like, bad guys and have them follow you to a trap... And uh, and you can like summon people that are following you into battle and stuff. So, yeah, 
It's pretty sweet. Oh. I'll consider buying a Switch now. Oh man, I I think like so I got a Switch um recently and like I seriously think the Switch is like the future of gaming and like not not so much like oh it's going to like have the the most powerful games ever but being able to play it portably is so convenient and it's so nice and it's like you know a few of my friends um have switches and it's so great to like just go to their place with a switch and be like you know let's play games together and you'll have to like lug a tv around and like mobile gaming is is good but it's like not the same just yet and then i don't know it's just so fun it's great i love it yeah and it seems like the game library of in the future looks really promising also it is amazing um odyssey xenoblade chronicles 2 a bunch of indie games a bunch of indie games are jumping on the switch which is great or not indie well indie and third party so like skyrim i love metroid Um, prime 4 metroid prime 4 yeah it's gonna be sweet uh fire emblem warriors yeah whole bunch of good stuff yeah um yeah and then i think the last one for um nintendo direct i wanted to talk about was la noir is actually coming out for the switch is yeah. it like a remake or a sequel? A Actually, remake. I did not know about this. Yeah, it's a remake, oh, a remake. for the Switch, Whoa. which is um, crazy in two ways. One is why L.A. Noir like, is kind of weird because, I don't know, like, it was a good game, but it wasn't like their franchise leader or like something that like like took the world by storm. Um, and it also Rockstar is like producing their first adult game on a Nintendo system since, like, the Wii or something. So, oh. yeah. Crazy. That's pretty good. I, I think it will add a lot of a lot more variety to the Switch game selections. Yeah, yeah. And I think Ellie Noir is a good, like, medium between, like, full-on Grand Theft Auto, where it's, like, killing and firing at people and stuff like that and then Ellie Noir which is like still adult and really violent but at least you're like a cop and so or a detective and so like it's not like as bad when you do things because you're not like committing crimes or joining a gang and stuff Mm -hmm. um yeah I agree yeah speaking of agreeing (laughs) I'm working on transitional Uh. phrases I agree that Heroes of the Storm is coming out with a new patch. Uh, oh. <laughs> it has uh, a new map and <laughs> and two two new heroes, uh, all Overwatch themed. So we have Volskaya Indus- Volskaya Foundry with Junkrat and Anna coming in. Um, they oh, just showed a trailer. Wow. Yeah, I haven't played that game in a little bit so i'm not sure how much has changed since then i played it but, once um, with timmy uh-huh. last week and it was exactly the same i was like this game is uh. very okay <laughs> yeah uh. <laughs> um oh man we got kevin 
coming into the call. Hello, Kevin. Hi, Dantaku. Hello. Maybe Hello? Every, maybe everyone's uh, just here to listen. <laughs> oh hi. man, we we need to work we on this system. Yeah. Well. 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 Then. Um. Speaking of not listening. Uh huh. Overwatch came out with a new patch today. <laughs> this is not working out, Roger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Overwatch um, finally released a new patch. Mer- huge Mercy changes. Um, so now Mercy is basically like a super fighter. Her, do you? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I know they changed it so her her res her resurrect is like a regular ability now. Ah, uh, yes, that's true. I believe it has like a. Like, before, her res was her ultimate that could revive the whole team if they died. But now, um, her res is only single-targeted. Mm. Um, and I believe... I think it has a 30-second cooldown. Oh, wow. I'm not too sure. So, um, yeah, so that's a huge change to her. And I'm not sure how much of an impact it will have on the meta. But I believe there will be some impact, maybe. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but... Uh, uh yeah so my (laughs) so my my only experience with like top top play is i watch the overwatch world cup that's like kind of i don't know if it's going on or not because i just watch like the vods i think it's going on Mm -hmm. it's like really long but um but usually i see lucio and zenyatta being played as a duo but i know for for ladder that um Mercy was like super, super used a lot because of her like alt is like game changing, and so yeah, it pretty much like counters everyone else's alts because as everyone uses it to kill everyone, you just res everyone. Mm, so I see. Mm, yeah, it's um, it's it, it'll be a big change for sure. Um, Diva also got some pretty big changes. Um, her defense matrix is now depletes twice as quickly. Um, oh, no. yeah, and she gets, she, her energy regenerates slightly faster. And I think what they're trying to do is make her less tanky. Cause like, she's basically super annoying and just did no damage and like poked at people. And then at the same time, um, just the de- defense matrix for like a really long time. And you just kind of like, uh, this is too difficult to get by and then she's so hard to kill she has like a huge robot and then she's not even dead yet and mm-hmm. yeah so they're giving her micro missiles yeah. now Ooh, yeah and it seems to making her more offensive they're giving her micro missiles and while boosting she can still shoot her um what is it called fusion cannon i believe mm-hmm. yep so she could like fly around and pew 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 you know pew 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 be more offensive pew pew um yeah which is interesting i think that um it's interesting because they made like roadhog more tanky and now they're making diva more bruisery but we'll see i yeah. just i just hope they don't make like all the heroes become kind of like too similar but i don't know reinhardt's like way too core tank to ever become like i don't know a bruiser i suppose 
Yeah. Speaking of Reinhardt, <laughs> very um, nice. <laughs> he also <laughs> he also gets a nice little um I want to say quality of life change. Mm-hmm. Now when he has his shield, you get um what's a right click or left click? I'm not too sure. One of those clicks. Left click. But you can sort of oh yeah oh thank you. Uh, left click and then you can turn your camera around, so you can sort of have a more situational awareness when you're blocking damage for your team. Yeah. Yeah, that's um as a Reinhardt player myself, I am excited for this because I can never look behind me. And so now this is great. Me too. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Okay, gives you free look. I was just making sure. Um Roger, speaking of free look. Yes. Um what have you <laughs> what have you been um eyeing on in terms of Video game. What have you been playing lately for video games? <laughs> <laughs> Is this where we segue to Bloodborne? No, 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 no. That, that's a featured topic, Roger. Oh, oh sorry. Our secret feature oh, okay. topic. Uh, actually, no. We should we should say in the beginning. Now that you now that I think about it. No. Oh, oh. oh so we're doing we're doing Bloodborne at the end. Um. So after yeah. emails. Yeah, so if- care about blood bar you could just <laughs> <laughs> okay this is this is not where we segue into bloodborne <laughs> okay i was just wondering sorry what, i was just wondering, i was just wondering what you've been playing lately <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, I got your message uh incorrectly okay uh, all right so um let's see lately well i've been playing a few games um I built a PC about maybe two or three weeks ago. So Congratulations! I've been playing quite a bit of Overwatch. Oh, thank you! It's really nice. I really like it. <laughs> um, so I've been playing a, a bit of PC gaming, uh, Overwatch. Um, I've been playing Guilty Gear on Steam again. Oh, cool! And I've been trying out some like JRPGs such as uh, Atelier Sophie, um, and I guess San Juan Kagura Estival versus, which is a bit of a perverted game. Um, <laughs> and then today, um, I recently got a uh, the new Metroid game, uh, Metroid Samus Returns. Uh, oh, oh, for the 3DS. Uh, yeah, um, I I just bought it, so I haven't touched it yet because uh, I'm doing this podcast. But it I'm got... planning to play it after this. Recording is over. Yeah, it got really good reviews. I heard it got really good. Yeah, that's what I saw too. Yeah, and I was quite surprised because it's, um, it's headed by um, I've got his first name, but I think it's like something uh, Sakamoto, who was in charge of Other M, and Other M did really really bad. So when <laughs> I saw that Sakamoto was in charge of this Metroid game again, I didn't have huge expectations. But after reading a little bit online, I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot and see how it goes. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited for um, for this game. Awesome. Yeah, I, I probably plan on picking it up myself. Uh, does it play on the old 3DS, do you know? Um, it, it should. I believe it should. You, you have the old one, right? Uh, yeah, but I'm not using it anymore. Oh, you have a new one? Um... Yeah, I have a new 3DS. Oh, I, I didn't know I that. I got it for my birthday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. 
It's a new 3DS XL. Is it themed at it's all? It's a Pikachu. Yeah, it's a Pikachu theme. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of themes... <laughs> I've been playing... <laughs> the theme of the games I've been playing is shooters. So I've been playing a lot of Overwatch oh. myself. Um, I got knocked down into Silver League, so I'm trying to get back get back up to gold and then hopefully to platinum. Um, it's been it's been pretty smooth sailing so far. I think I've been like I spent a lot of losses trying to like discover my Overwatch playstyle, and so I've been doing a lot of like. Um, a lot of switching around and trying to main different people and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's been good. I've been playing Reinhardt and destroying, and he might be really easy in silver, so who knows. And no one wants to play tank, so it's great. Um, oh. I, I've also been playing Splatoon 2 on the Switch. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's a great game. Uh, I'm still... I'm still kind of iffy on like where it's heading competitively because the game really is like just going to and get going to a lobby and like start shooting each other and like there's a ranked mode but like I don't really see where it's going or like how balanced it is so I'm I don't know I'm like 50 50 on like the future of Splatoon 2 but I mean Nintendo seems like they're trying to go esports so I don't know oh interesting yeah Speaking of interesting, are you ready for some emails, Roger? <laughs> uh, yes. Let's go into emails. This is where I play a theme song, but I don't have one yet. Oh, uh, do, 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 do. Pooch, pooch, pooch. Email. Uh, emails. Um, we have, uh, one email before we even announce that we do emails um, from yeah. from as the email says yours truly hashtag finger snaps thank you hashtag finger snaps for the email um, I'm gonna What's put it finger snaps I'm gonna put it the finger snap is when you like do that it's like you know the thing where you're oh. kind of like snapping your finger but um, you know I don't really know but I can pretend to know yeah yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, the email reads, uh, Hi, NPC Talk. Big fan since forever. I hit the like and subscribe button every time I watch a podcast. I don't think there is a like oh, and you. button. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate that. Give us five stars if you like what you see. Uh, and follow us. My only question is, how do you not be a noob for Shoob? When it comes to gaming in general, yours truly, hashtag finger snaps. Uh, what do you think, Roger? Um, like noob as in a competitive sense or just like a general? Oh, wait. Uh, what is <laughs> or not? <laughs> I, I think it's gaming in general. Oh, um, let me think about it. Well, I, I guess, um, I would honest, honestly just say play a lot. That's that's the only tip I have. Just play what you like. 
and you know look up the people who are behind the games that develop them. Um, if you like what they're doing, check out their, uh, their other works. You know, like and maybe uh, I'm not doing a very good job, am I? Um, I think you're doing great. I would, it's just just explore. That's oh. Uh, so what do you think, Ed Cronaut? <laughs> <laughs> so I um I like what you're saying about um exploring um being in a video game. Pff, wow, exploring other video games. I think that um <laughs> yes. I think that's that's how it makes you a good gamer. Like mm-hmm. if you don't want to be a noob gamer, like you want to definitely be entranced in the gaming culture. Um, I think what I think about a little more is like how to be good at games. Um, and I, I think about this topic close to daily. Like what does it take to be good at video games? And I think um, this applies to competitive games, but I think single player, you know, I, actually I think I think this applies to life. But um, I always think the the most important thing is, getting down your like mechanical or your technical skill so it's always about like you know in melee if you can't l cancel or wave dash or short hop you know like there's no way you can be the best because you you just don't have the basics down you don't know how to you don't know how to do things and so you don't have the options that um that the you know the professionals or the practiced people have because you just don't have the mechanical skill to do it and this applies to like mm-hmm. basketball, you know, if you can't dribble or shoot well, you know, you can't you can't start thinking about like how do I become the best because you just need the basics. Um and I apply this to yeah, like everything. Like um like studying. I'm like you need to you need to learn how to read well. You need to learn how to practice um like the like I don't know, the equations or whatever. You need to know, like, the basics of addition, if it's, like, math or whatever. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I apply it to everything. So even in, like, single-player games, like, you're, t- you're talking about, like, say, Mario 64, one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, <laughs> yes. um, you need to know, like, if you're, if you're comfortable on a controller to do sick movements and have the time, basic timing down of video games, like by playing mario from the nes then you will naturally have more mechanical skill to be a better gamer um then i think after you have the tech skill then then comes i would say understanding the game and it's like um it's like uh Ooh, this one's tough. I think it's both like um, understanding the the meta, like what the pros do, and like what um, what is strong, like in a competitive game, like you know what's the best hero to pick, or like what's the best, um, yeah, or like you know what's the best uh, items to get, and it's also like um, what. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I'm like trying to think and talk at the same time, and it's really hard. <laughs> um, and it's also uh, understanding the game at a really deep level. So it's like, you know, what what are some matchups like in League of Legends, like in mid lane? You know, do, does my does my champion 
um, win the matchup against this champion or in melee, you know, any fighting game, like knowing your matchups. I think that's all really important. Mm-hmm. And then the third yeah. level. I, I, sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I agree a lot with what you said. Um, especially in a competitive game, you would need a lot of patience and mm. uh, persistence. Because um, I think, like, in most games, um, if you're if you're a totally brand new gamer, you'll be experiencing that game over screen quite a few quite a few times. I would say, um, unless you're playing like a really really simple easy game, but it's it's just good to not get not to have that bring you down. It's good to just keep trying over and over and learn from your mistakes. So it's similar to what you said, how it's a little bit about it's sort of it's it's sort of like life in a way. Um, just being patient, have a good, steady state of mind, um, and if you keep um, stride striving, trying to beat that boss or that player in a fighting game, you know, you'll eventually you'll start improving a lot, and you'll improve as a gamer, whether it be a competitive gaming or even a single-player game. Yeah, I uh, think discipline. So, uh, yeah, discipline is really strong too. Important. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and uh, we've got Jeremy sitting in the lobby. We're oh, gonna, hi, Jeremy. We're gonna bring Jeremy in. Jeremy, what is up? What is Hello. up? Oh man, your your microphone sounds so much crisper than last time we t- we spoke. Could I have a better setup? Yes, very nice. Um, when I be better set up, I just learn how to use my mic. <laughs> um, we're we're going over the email. Do you, do you see the email in the chat that I sent? I only saw a big a big fan since forever. Yeah, that one. I hit the like. Um, okay. Do you do you have any thoughts? Like, uh, how do you not be a noob for shoob when it comes to gaming in general? Well, considering I just came from a Destiny raid. Okay, okay. <laughs> when my light level is 277 at best with not optimal weapons and everyone else is like 300. It's like, it's just kind of talking and just being generally happy and just saying, guys, I don't know what's happening. Usually the more experienced players are like willing to help you out. It's so um, like learning so, from yeah. other people. Oh my gosh! I yeah. So for example, so the way raids work in Destiny, especially if you're in a clan, is you can kind of just jump in the middle of a raid, mm-hmm. which is exactly what happened to me because I jumped in and a lot of us. Oh gosh, what is happening? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I just jumped in and everything was shooting at me, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then they just told me, literally, run around, and be a distraction. It's like, okay, that's fine. It sounds to me. So, um, Oh my gosh! Do you, do you have headphones? Wait, I think we're okay if I don't talk too loud. Um, uh, heck, oh uh, the echo. Yeah, I hear myself a little bit. It there. sounds it sounds to I, me rice ball. I have headphones. Give me a second. It sounds to me like he is a noob for shoob. Oh, uh, Roger. Hi. I, Hello. I, we need to teach him how to not be one. Maybe if he listens to this podcast later. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, <laughs> but I, I think he has a point though. Um, where I think the co- community in general can do a lot to help out a beginner to not become a noob for yeah. shoop. Yeah, or, for sure. Um, yeah, so like just um, you know, like give it some matchup info for fighting games or frame data. Uh, that is really helpful for new players to know like what works and what doesn't work. And um, like I would well, I guess like one example in relate, related to fighting games is um, in the nineties there were mm-hmm. only like arcade scenes, you know. So there's several uh, regions um, throughout America sort of sort of have their own meta, and then when, whenever a player from one region travels to another region and then they fight, that they, they wouldn't really know what's happening, right? Because they're fighting against a different meta. Mm-hmm. But now, um, with the internet being so popular, I guess, <laughs> after two, the year 2000, uh, you know, like, players can easily exchange information. And so, um, like, newer players that might be in a region that's not so developed as another region can quickly, you know, level up in a sense and catch up to what's, you know, what's the current meta. That's actually super true. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Being able to practice with better people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, Jeremy has a point in a way that, uh, you know, having the experienced players help you out is a good way to not become a noob. For sure. <laughs> Jeremy, when you were gone, I was uh, outing you as a noob in Destiny. What? How dare you? <laughs> I was like, bro, join my clan to see my rank and then we'll talk. <laughs> Shoot. I'm a, I'm a noob for Shoob in Destiny. I don't even have the game yet. I'm still my first I'm character and they're all in their second. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um,. Wow, this uh speaking of second this is the second email comes from uh this Incronaut guy that I've never heard of. Whoa. And he says, um, is twenty seventeen the best year of gaming ever? Mm. What do you guys think? And so um mm. there's there's a link up at the top of the chat that leads to Reddit. Um and in the comments they go through uh, other years that are also really good and list out kind of the top games for those years. So we'll kind of like compare and contrast uh, a few of the years. But um, for 2017, I'm going to just list out some of the top games and uh, and then let the let the battle begin, guys. So 2017, we got Zelda Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Persona 5, Horizon Zero Dawn, Near Automata, um, Final Fantasy 15 Stormblood, 14, sorry, 14 Stormblood, the MMO, Injustice 2, mm-hmm. What Remains of Edith Finch, um, Sonic Mania, and like, this year's not even over. I mean, we have Hollow Knight, um, and then coming, we can, we're, we're gonna get like Mario Odyssey, the new South Park fractured but whole, 
<laughs> game. Uh, actually, I don't even know. It should come out this year. I, I'm pretty sure it'll come out this year. It's been delayed a lot. Um, we got Metroid Samus Returns. I mean, this game, this year's been amazing. Amazing. Hmm. I think, like, the first quarter of this year was really good. As a as a PS4 owner, that is. Um, oh, but then Switch, dude. Then the Switch came. Oh, yeah, it did the Switch. Um, yeah, I would say this year, compared to, I would say, the other recent years, it's pretty amazing, in my opinion. Um, um Hi. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Mario vs. Rabbids. <laughs> it also is coming out this year. I'm trying to find the the comments where they went through like the other years. Um, I know, I know, 1990. Um, is it seven or eight? Seven. 1997. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. And Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. What? Did I... Am I missing something? Oh, wait. It might be 1998. Um, but yeah, so, like, this quarter, I played... Um, I mean, the beginning of this year's quarter, I played Yakuza 0, uh, Nier Automata, uh, Persona 5, and they were... They were really good games, I feel. Well... I guess. No, they they were. They got uh they all got pretty good reviews. Um I don't actually know yeah, I th- where Yakuza Zero I th- Oh, in the eighties. Hmm? Sorry, oh. I, was, I was saying Yakuza Zero got pretty good reviews too. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, Yakuza Zero was really cool. It was my first um Yakuza game, so and oh Yakuza Kiwami is out also and so i'm looking forward to pick that one up and play i've heard that um um, starting at yakuza zero is actually like is actually like pretty good because it gives you like the background for um yeah yakuza one if you ever want to go back isn't the new one that you're talking about like yakuza one remake or something um yeah yeah, that's that's a lot of what you guys were talking about yakuza kiwami yeah, yeah, Yakuza Zero is like a prequel story, so it's a good starting point. But it got, it, it got me into, or it got me really interested in the Yakuza franchise. Yeah, yeah. Yakuza Wait. Zero looks hilarious. Yeah. What do you guys start talking about Yakuza? Um, we're talking about um, the best gaming year of all time. Mm. And Yakuza Zero came out this year. All right, gotcha. are, you guys, are you guys ready for contestant number two? Yeah. 1997, Final Fantasy VII, Mario Kart 64, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, Star Fox 64, GoldenEye, Ooh. Fallout, Grand Theft Auto, uh, Star Wars, Dark Forces 2, um, Curse of Monkey Island, Age of Empires, Tomb Raider 2, Diddy Kong Racing, Yoshi's Story, Gran Turismo, Harvest Moon, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh my gosh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Dude, that oh. was a, that's a strong year. Okay, so... I think 1997 is better. 
Okay, I have a question. Are you are you going purely based on technical and gameplay and all that fun jazz, or just, are you just going purely off nostalgia? Because nostalgia wins with that year. Well, I mean, the the other contestant was 2017, <laughs> so there's not much nostalgia <laughs> to go off of. Well, I mean, I was saying 97 would win because we have really good memories of those games. I mean, those games were like. I feel like those games were. Um, even technically, they were like the what's it what's it called? You know, revolutionary. They're all very revolutionary mm-hmm. games of their time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Symphony of the Night, Final Fantasy VII. Dude, this I think this year wins. Like this year is amazing. The pretty sweet anime on that off of that. Wait. The um, Castlevania. Yeah, on on Netflix. Yeah, I, I heard. Really good. I heard. It is. It was. I heard it was. It didn't end. It was like no. too short. It's four episodes long because Netflix did a smart thing where like video game properties have been doing terrible. We talked about this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so net. So I think someone at whoever approached Netflix like I want to make a Castlevania or I want to make an anime based off a video game. Netflix was like, okay, we'll let you do that. But we heard that doesn't do well. We'll give you four episodes to make it good, and it did so well that people were pissed off. That so it was only four episodes, but the the four episodes was meant to test was for Netflix way to gauge whether or not it was actually going to be a good idea. Oh, so and they it was continue? a very oh yeah, it, it they already renewed it for like oh. eight episodes. Oh, very cool. They were, they like released it, and then within a month, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're renewing this because everyone's watching and talking about it." Awesome! Wow. So, all you anime fans out there, you should totally watch it. Also, Sweet. it's insanely gory. So, uh, children, um, ask your parents. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. There's also 2001 as a great year of gaming. Um. Okay, it has a Paper Mario, Luigi's Mansion, Pikmin, Super Smash Bros. Melee, of course, uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Golden Sun, uh, Mario Kart on the Game Boy Advance, Super Monkey Ball, Advance Wars, Halo, GTA 3, Max Payne, Sonic Adventure 2, uh, Shenmue 2, Zoo Tycoon, Civilization 3, Final Fantasy 10, and Metal Gear Solid 2. That's a That's a fine list 97 still winning for me yeah i think yeah so. i choose that 1997 out of nostalgic i you know i just think 97 had better games like <laughs> okay oh, yeah. i was making a joke <laughs> oh, i got i got it as i was talking i was like oh yeah yes <laughs> yes sorry <laughs> um what do you think gets second place um I'd choose uh, 2001 out of nostalgic again. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Actually, wait. Uh, I'm not too sure. I don't think I've played that many games out of the 2001 year. Mm. Um, I, let's see. I've only played like MGS2, Shenmue 2. Uh, what else was there? I forgot already. Oh, uh, okay. Super Smash Brothers. Um, I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. I'll need to think about it a little bit more. 
<laughs> Did you have something to add, Jeremy? What about 98? I know. Um, I don't have 98's list off. I have I it for you. Hat, Medicare, solid. One. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah. 98. Pokemon Red, Blue. Oh. Ocarina of Time. Banjo-Kazooie. Starcraft. Metal Gear Solid. Half-Life. Resident Evil 2. Fallout 2. Baldur's Gate. Grim Fandango. Dino Gears. Suicoden 2. Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, Unreal Star Ocean, the second story, Mega Man Legends, and Dance Dance Revolution. Ooh. Oh, 1998, 1997 and 1998 are really cool. What a, what a time <laughs> to be alive. Back to back. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Ooh, 90, 98 might take it for me, actually. 98 take it for me right now. Ooh. You said Pokemon StarCraft. And, and, well, yeah, not StarCraft. For me, Marvel vs. Capcom and Pokemon and Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Pokemon came out the same year of Ocarina of Time? I guess so. Let's do Google Magic. Yeah, I guess so. That, that is kind of surprising. Pokemon Red. Oh. Wait. Oh, this is very confusing. Japan, 96. America, 98. Okay, so 98. 98. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I, what if we would play it? Was Pokemon um, US 98? Yeah, September 28, 1998. I okay. remember that, actually. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, 98 then would count. Oh man, okay, check this out. 2007. This is, this is not as good as the other years, but 2007, we got Portal, Call of Duty, two, Call of Duty 4, Bioshock, Halo 3, Super Mario Galaxy, Guitar Hero 3 and Rock Band, Team Fortress 2, Mass Effect, The Witcher, God of War 2, Assassin's Creed, uh, World of Warcraft, The Burning Crusade, which is probably the best expansion, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, so Uncharted 2, Oh, wait, Jake's Fortune is Uncharted 1, and uh, Half-Life 2, Episode 2. Woo! That's a hot mm. list, too. I like 1997 and 1998 better. I do, too, but, I mean, 2007 is also a great time to be alive. It was an okay time. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, put it this way. If you were to... Let's do this. Let's take, what were the, what were the years? 1997. Uh, 97. Okay. 2001, 2007, 2017. Mm-hmm. While we make it more interesting, why don't we pit the, what we think the best game of each year against each other? Like what we think the game of the year was for that year? Yeah, so like 2017, who would, who would we say 2017 would be? Okay. 2017 is, um, for me, Breath of the Wild. Hmm. I don't think... Yeah. I didn't play it yet, so... It's still Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay, it's uh, Breath of the Wild. (laughs) (laughs) I'm biased right now because I'm playing Destiny 2, but I'll go with that. 
right. Yeah, Destiny 2. Um, also a great game for 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, 2007. I'm going to read the games again. Portal, Call of Duty 4, Bioshock, Halo 3, Super Mario Galaxy, Guitar Hero 3, Rock Band, Team Fortress 2, Mass Effect, The Witcher, God of War 2, Assassin's Creed, World of Warcraft, The Murdering Crusade, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, Half-Life 2, Episode 2. Burning Crusade. I would say Bioshock. Oh, actually, the Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock. Bioshock would be the best one. You know, I love... I'm not a World of Warcrafter, but I really appreciate what TBC has done. I'm going to have to go with World of Warcraft. Uh, The Burning Crusade. Okay, me too. (laughs) Uh, That was my initial initial pick. We'll we'll go with that one. (laughs) Uh, 2001. Paper Mario, Luigi's Mansion, Pikmin, Melee. It's Melee. Uh, Conquer's Bad for a Day. Yeah. Go, go, it's Melee. There's, there's no way. Maybe Halo, but it's Melee. Hmm. Okay, let's go Melee. <laughs> I, I, didn't even I, didn't me- I didn't even finish the list. I didn't even finish the list. Well, it's Melee. I'll go Halo, Halo versus Melee, but. It's Melee. melee. It's Melee. I like um, Conquer's Bad for a Day, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go with Melee. <laughs> Is Conker's Bad Fur Day alive 15 years later? Actually, kind of. But, no. Yeah, as a a remake. (laughs) Yeah, it does have a remake. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Um, Do you have the 1998 list, Jeremy? Yeah. Oh, that's not it. Okay. Pokemon Red Blue. Ocarina of Time. Banjo-Kazooie, StarCraft, Metal Gear Solid, Half-Life, Resident Evil 2, Fallout 2, Baldur's Gate, Grim Fandango, Casino Gears, Suikoden 2, Marvel vs. Capcom, Final Fantasy Tactics, Unreal Star Ocean, The Second Story, Mega Man Legends, and DDR. Oh my goodness. As a Metal Gear Solid fan, I would choose Metal Gear Solid. Man... I have to I mean, go. That with, game to go with like StarCraft really good. or something. No, I have to go with either StarCraft or Pokemon. <sighs> Interesting. I would do Metal Gear Solid. I would go Metal Gear Solid Pokemon. <laughs> I'll go Pokemon. Um, Pokemon, it is Metal Gear. Greatest game of 1998. All right, last one. 1997. We got Final Fantasy VII. Mario Kart 64, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Tekken 3, Vandal Hearts, Dungeon Keeper, Shadow Warrior, Blood, Starcraft, Star Fox 64, Carmageddon, GoldenEye 007, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, Fallout, Grand Theft Auto, uh, Dark Forces 2, Age of Empires, Curse of Monkey Island, uh, Crash Bandicoot 2, Tomb Raider 2, Diddy Kong Racing, Quake 2, Yoshi Story, Gran Turismo, Harvest Moon, X-Men vs. TIE Fighter, Ultima Online, Final Fantasy Tactics. Star Fox. Really? Final Fantasy VII. I'm such a Final Fantasy VII hater, but it was probably the greatest game of that year. 
Um, I hate our Elsa. I know, but it's, it, to me, it's either Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Tactics, or Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Goldeneye uh, is good, too. I, I think Goldeneye revolutionized computers. Yeah, that's true. Would you say, Roger? Oh, I said uh, that's true to yep. uh, Jeremy's statement. Mm. Like, Goldeneye changed the way you play, sh- they design shooters. Yeah. I, I still have to go with Final Fantasy Seven. All right. Do you remember what we picked for each year? <laughs> uh, Breath no. of the Wild for our 2017. Um, Bioshock for 2007, I believe. Or was it TBC? Or, sorry, it was this yeah, is Warcraft, right? One of the two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then um, for 2001, it was Melee. 1998 was... Pokemon? Yes. <laughs> and uh, 1997 was, um, I guess... Goldeneye? Final Fantasy VII. Goldeneye? Oh, okay, yeah, two. Goldeneye. <laughs> okay, so if you were to compare now between years, like the to- our heavy hitters from each year, I still think 98 looks good. Yeah, probably 98. That was an, an amazing year. Because, I mean, it's your best, the third best is Pokemon. I still think that's like. Because, I mean, without Pokemon, you don't really have Melee. Oh. (laughs) That's too. Well, we would say Melee's missing, like, a ton of characters. You don't have Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. And you're missing when you're, you know, your competitive stages. Yeah, yeah. No, Pokemon was was pretty revolutionary. All right, speaking of revolutionary, we're going to talk about our featured topic. Featured topic. Oh, Bloodborne. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we, we need we cue uh, theme music for featured topic. Oh, uh, it's... Featured topic. And... And for today's future topic is <laughs> is is Bloodborne. Um, I think Roger, you're the only one Yay. that's played it. <laughs> what is oh. Bloodborne? Oh, Bloodborne is like video game. Okay, that's one one step closer to what it is. Uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, all right. So Bloodborne. Um, it's a PS4 action RPG game uh, released on March 24, 2015. Um, for those that know Dark Souls, Demon Souls, um, the director of that created Bloodborne. So Bloodborne shares many similarities to the Dark Souls series. Um, uh, yeah, so um, do you guys have any questions for me? Are. So Sorry. I've I've read on Hello. Reddit that um, Bloodborne could be a contender for like top ten, top twenty games of all time. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um. Yeah, I agree. It's um, that good. Bloodborne. Well, it's it's probably my favorite game of this current gaming generation. Wow. Uh, to be honest. Uh. Thank you. Uh. Uh. uh yeah. So uh, to be honest, <laughs> um, 
I wasn't actually expecting much from Bloodborne, honestly. So just to give a little, like a brief background mm-hmm. on my history. So I started with Demon Souls on the PS3, and then I pre-ordered Dark Souls when it came out, and then I moved on to Dark Souls 2, and then eventually I got a PS4, I went through Dark Souls 3, and then Neo, which is sort of like a Dark Souls-esque game um, mm-hmm. made by Team Ninja. And then after that, that I finally got to Bloodborne. And before I started playing Bloodborne, I was, I, I was like feeling a little fatigue from the Dark Souls formula. You know, yeah. like when you die, you lose all your souls and then you have to pick up the souls again. But if you die, that those souls are lost permanently. Ooh. So, so what kind of what that kind of makes the player do is be a little bit more cautious, and it makes it really stressful when you're holding on to a lot of souls because you have to peek out from every corner just to make sure that no enemy will jump out and attack you. Um, hmm. So when I got to Bloodborne, I was like feeling a little bit tired of feeling of being stressed out all the time, but but surprisingly. Much to my expectations, Bloodborne um, sort of gave that feel, that that first experience of playing Demon Souls and Dark Souls for the first time. It it it, it developed that feeling again for me Ooh. when I played Bloodborne, and it, it was really interesting too because um, between Dark Souls and Bloodborne, they have the same core mechanics, mm-hmm. but very very different uh, game philosophy. And that difference in philosophies between the two made Bloodborne really refreshing to play again. What um, are the philosophical philosophies? Okay, so um, well, let's let's start with Dark Souls. Um, so that way, I can compare the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. So with Dark Souls, um, it had well, you could make a huge variety of builds in Dark Souls. You could go. You could be like a magician if you want to be. Um, you could carry like a huge shield and be very, uh, I guess, defensive when you're fighting against a boss or an enemy. Um, and I guess like my personal play style in Dark Souls was I like to hide behind a shield, um, and I like to see what the enemy does and sort of like exploit their movements to attack them. Um, so my playstyle was, I guess, a little bit more calculating, because um, I had I always had the safety of my shield. Now, when I transferred to uh, Bloodborne, the major difference already, uh, off the bat, was there are barely any shields in the game. Oh, I like instead that. Instead of a, sh- so instead of a shield, you get a gun. Oh. <laughs> um, so already, you can already see there's a major difference between the philosophy. Uh, with Dark Souls, you could be passive, um, but with Bloodborne, you are pretty much forced to be aggressive. Wow. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, so there, there is an actual shield in the game called like the Wooded Plank, but it's sort of like a joke item. Right? <laughs> uh, like, even, even the item description makes fun of the shield, like... It says something um, related, like, oh, a shield generates passivity or something, but it shouldn't be encouraged. Mm-hmm. So the game pretty much wants you to be up in front of the enemy's face all the time 
and like just dodging their maneuvers. That's really cool. Um, yeah. So uh, that 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 big difference made the game really really refreshing to play because if it forced me to drop all my Dark Souls habits and develop a Bloodborne habit. Whoa. Uh, if that made sense. Does that make you um, born of blood? Um, Did it make yes, you a yes. bloodborne? <laughs> uh, I would say so. <laughs> the game talks too much about blood for oh. some reason. <laughs> but yeah, so um, but was, but so the game like also introduced other new mechanics as well. Um, oh wait, but before I. It, before I get to them, I want to talk more about the shields and defensive maneuvers. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a shield, then what are your defensive maneuvers at Bloodborne? Because you cannot block anything. Mm-hmm. So what Bloodborne gives to the player is they buff up the dodging mechanic. So you, you're, you're going to be like swerving through enemies at attacks, like in and out, side to side, um, try to get around them and attack them. Um, and you can see that compared to Dark Souls, um, do- uh, in Dark Souls, dodging took uh, quite a bit of stamina. But in Bloodborne, like, the stamina usage is quite minimal. So in a way, you can spam dodge as much as you want um, for de- defensive purposes. And then, there are, and then the, the way that dodging works is depending on whether you're locked onto the enemy or not, you get two different types of dodging. If you're unlocked, um, then you get to do a roll, kind of. Mm-hmm. And but if you're locked onto an enemy, then you do like a sidestep. Interesting. And yeah, so so knowing when to do these different types of rolls is pretty crucial in a way, but not really. <laughs> Maybe perhaps in PvP, but yeah, but it makes it a lot more. Uh, um, strategic, I guess. Yeah. No, anyway, gives, gives you options. Gives you options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, gives you options for sure. Um, so yeah. Um, and then, um, moving on to the new mechanic that I was about to discuss. Mm-hmm. So in Bloodborne, there's a mechanic called a uh, rally, and what it is is that when you take damage, you have the opportunity to regain those de- uh, those damage that you are you have an opportunity to heal back the damage that you have taken by mm-hmm. attacking the enemy oh. so you can see so this is one way that the game encouraged the player to be more aggressive yeah um like it goes with the motto that the best offense is the best defense mm-hmm. best and defense bloodborne is philosophy offense. oh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Blood Bloodborne pretty much embraces that philosophy that you should always be attacking and always be dodging the enemies. And um, yeah. So, um, let's see. What else was I gonna say? Tell me um, about the PvP experience. Oh, I actually haven't been PvPing that much. I've been mostly just invading other uh-huh. random players, but I'm not a good uh, PvPer. I'm I'm pretty 
noob for shoob. <laughs> That's what I would say. What um uh, did didn't you don't you like invading a lot? Uh yeah. I do. Well invading is sort of like new to me. I'm more of a co op player. Okay. Rather than an invader. But uh but I got bored of co op, so I tried invading a little bit just to see what it's like and um it's pretty thrilling. But <laughs> at the same time I'm I'm so bad that I just die a lot. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> That's okay, that's okay. Oh, another thing that I wanted to say mm-hmm. in regards to like Bloodborne's philosophy is um, I think Bloodborne's uh, first boss, um, his name is Gascon, or I like <laughs> to call him Papa G. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's the first uh, real or mandatory boss of the game. And I think the way that these, they designed this boss is pretty genius. Um, cause if you're a, if you're coming from Dark Souls, right, mm-hmm. then this boss is going to give you a very hard time cause he is very unlike the, uh, a regular Dark Souls boss. Um, well, let me just uh, lay out some bullet points. Okay. So first thing first is when you, uh, fight Gascon, you will notice that he is by the lore, a regular hunter like you. He's a regular human being. And then the weapons that he holds is a hunter's axe which is one of the starting weapons that you could take um and when you fight against him um if you are like a player like me who likes to set back behind his shield mm-hmm. and see what the enemy does you will get destroyed a lot wow because he is very very aggressive he will if you try to dash away he'll dash towards you and still hit you wow so you can see that um, by the way that they designed this boss, um, they're sort of telling the player a message. Sort of like, this boss is a regular human like you. He holds the same weapons as you, but you are dying. And as the player, you sort of get that sense that, why am I dying a lot? You know, like, he is doing the same moves as me, but I still cannot beat him. Mm-hmm. And the only difference is that he is more aggressive than oh. me. Oh, you see where I'm getting at? <laughs> so, <laughs> so in a way, like Papa G is sort of teaching you on how to play Bloodborne. And I thought like his whole boss design and his uh, boss music is really cool too. Like the whole boss battle is really genius in the, in the, in the, um, in the way that they designed it, I love, I, I love like indirect teaching, like yeah, yeah, like oh, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but you'll learn if you keep, you know, quote unquote, messing up or something. Yeah, yeah, and Bloodborne has a lot of that. A lot of well, I guess like the Dark Souls in general, they the way they tell their story is very, very, very indirect and obscure. Mm. Um, like. Yeah, um, you you basically have to piece the story together through the environments and through the item descriptions that you collect throughout the oh. game. Um, I'm just going to say this right now. I'm not very into the Dark Souls story. Okay, <laughs> but when I was playing it, I, like I, I beat the game, I beat 
the three Dark Souls games, and I still don't know what's really going on. <laughs> but for Bloodborne, it's it's totally different. Because um, um, with Bloodborne, you got a new Victorian era setting. And this is, I think the setting is really, really cool. Um, and this might be a little bit of spoiler, but Go the game it. is heavily influenced by uh, Lovecraft, HP Lovecraft. Um, I don't know if you guys are into his works or stories. I've heard about um, him, but I don't know what his works are. He is like a like a horror, a very classic horror writer. Um, long time ago, gotcha. and his works has influenced a lot of horror stories today. Um, so this Bloodborne feels like a true Lovecraft story. Um, it's very disturbing. Um, the atmosphere is really spot on. Mm. Um, oh, uh, Anthony wants me to tell you to invite her because he wants to listen. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Well, we're almost done, so. Uh, oh, okay. Next uh, episode. You don't have to invite. Right. <laughs> next episode. Yeah. Remember to stay tuned to yeah, listen we'll... to Anthony. All right. We we will fix the system, audience, so that this won't happen. <laughs> I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, Oh, sorry, audience. I didn't mean to In the... disrupt. It... Yeah. Anyways. We'll work on the system. Uh, yes. Uh, Speaking of systems uh... and environments. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so Blood Bar's atmosphere is really, really awesome in a very horror way. Um, the, it's like, it's like the, atmos- the atmosphere is so thick that you can cut it with a knife. Wow. Um, that is very yeah. Uh, the design and the map design are very well. Uh, what's the word? Like well built and very thoughtfully connected. Um, so let's see. How do I say this? So throughout the map of Bloodborne, there are a few lanterns where you can spawn off. And usually from the lantern, you have to get to a boss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you usually have to explore your way through the town or a forest. Um, and a, you, you will find like these shortcuts along the way that will take you back to the lantern that you spawn. And from the lantern, you could go back to the hunter's dream to level up and spend your souls or, I guess, blood echoes that you carry with you. Um, so I really like this way of progression because it rewards the player for exploring and because um, if you explore enough you will unlock the shortcuts and then the next time you go through you don't you can just take the shortcut and just skip the rest of the area that you don't have to go through again I really like that part of the game hmm. it sort of goes back to um, I guess like the Demon Souls uh, map design in a way because Demon Souls had a lot of shortcuts also, like right from the uh, the nexus to the boss battle. Oh, oh yeah, um, yeah. So, is there like a really good uh, new game plus system? Um, yeah, there's a new game plus. Um, unfortunately, I would say like compared to Dark Souls or Demon Souls, the incentive to do a new game isn't that high because hmm. you could pretty much collect all the things that you need. Um, it's pretty much there for the challenge, but not really for 
like if you're building a character if that makes sense yeah yeah um let's see um oh yeah so i just want to finish my thoughts on like the atmosphere yes so um and i guess i'll connect this to the lore also mm-hmm. so when you start off at bloodborne um you are a regular hunter and you are given one uh message which is to seek the pale blood um and then as you go throughout the town you'll notice that there's a beast plague that is um plaguing the whole town turning regular humans to beasts and it's your uh job to try to investigate to see why that's happening mm-hmm. um and then Underneath, like, the shadows, like, you can, like, if you observe the environment, you can sort of, like, tell that there's something in the background that's happening, oh. but you're not really sure what it is. So there's, like, some sort of mystery going on, like, some sort of invisible thingy. Mm-hmm. Hint, <laughs> So that when you reach the midpoint of the game, there's a twist that is revealed that um, this world has uh, great ones. And if you're familiar with the Lovecraft story, uh-huh. they're they're similar to like the elder the elder ones, which are like godlike beings from oh. like, like the cosmos. And they sort of like um like um I'm not I'm not really sure if I can like, explain this well. But they're so great that if you try to understand them, you'll go mentally crazy. Gotcha, yeah. Yep. So <laughs> that makes sense. So so Bloodborne takes this to to heart mechanically also. Oh. Um so <laughs> so in, in the game there's a, a resource called Insight. Mm-hmm. And um and you get you gain insight from exploring new areas, um discovering a boss, um defeating a boss are consuming this item called Madman's Knowledge. Mm-hmm. And as your insight increases, then you could there's some weird things start happening around the world. For example, once you hit like 40 insight, that you would start seeing weird aliens like on buildings okay. that you could never see, see before. <laughs> and then once you hit like 99 insight, then you start you will start to hear like whispers and voices. Oh my goodness. Um so I really love this like disturbing effect that it has. Um but there's also like a downside to insight is that um if you have too much insight, then there's a status effect called frenzy. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and what frenzy does is um if there's probably like a, like, a, like a little frenzy meter, and if it fills up all the way to the max, then you'll take a lot of damage. So, so as your inside grows, your frenzy meter will shorten um, uh, proportionally to you know how much inside you have. Mm-hmm. So if you have 99 inside, you, you probably have like, I don't know, like a very 50 meter frenzy bar. And then if you if you see like a great one that you know you'll take a lot of damage and probably die <laughs> i guess so it's sort of like a 
comes to the Lovecraft stories because um, a lot of a lot of the pro- protagonists in the Lovecraft story, when they experience a elder one, they usually go mentally ill and start and they suicide or they uh-huh. die because they cannot like their brain cannot you know contain this weird cosmic black knowledge or something like that. That's really cool. Yeah, so I so, thought that was really interesting. Um, so for insight, the the like things you see and stuff, they aren't real, right? Or are they? Oh, oh, they're real. Oh, they're real. But they're uh, but the great ones, they're just hiding hiding themselves from the regular humans. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. The the the, the Bloodborne the 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 game is very disturbing and depressing as a whole there is no happy ending oh my goodness like every npc that you meet will meet like a will have like a very sad um gruesome death or something yeah yeah um this game sounds amazing this sounds really really cool it is it's it's really cool I, i highly recommend it um Another thing, I guess. Uh, yeah. Do we do we still have time? Yeah, oh, no, okay. Keep, keep so, going, Roger. I I just didn't want so Anthony also... here. Just just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Anthony. Totally kidding. I, I hope you're having fun. Anyways, um, I just want to get back to the gameplay uh, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm sort of like bouncing a lot, but back to the gameplay. One thing that I really like about Bloodborne are its weapons are so in the, in the game they're called like trick weapons and um you can sort of imagine them like you, you played monster hunter right so you know oh, how yeah. in monster hunter there's a switch axe right do you remember the switch axe where yeah you, yeah yeah it's, it's like a sword that turns into an axe now yes. imagine that um now imagine all of Bloodborne's weapons to be like that. <laughs> like Whoa. all of the each individual each individual Bloodborne weapon has two different modes. For example, like there's a weapon called a Kirkhammer. Um, its normal mode is it's a regular sword, but you can turn it into a gigantic hammer if you want it to be. <laughs> there's also another weapon <laughs> where it's like a spear. It's a rifle spear. Uh-huh. And it basically has like a shotgun attached to the blade. So as you're stabbing an enemy, you could just, you know, shotgun shotgun them to death oh, okay. if you want. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like tons of others, like the Simon's bow blade, where you have like an archer bow, but it also turns into a blade for close combat. Um so a lot of these weapons add a lot of depth to uh the game. Um I sort of want to compare them to like choosing a fighting game character because mm. you could choose which weapon you want to uh, quote main. Because mm-hmm. um, they're so different that every single player would have a different preference, and they're all totally viable to complete the game with too. Which That's is, cool. Which is one crazy thing compared to Dark Souls and Dark Souls. Um, Dark Souls has a lot of weapons, but only a few of them 
I would say are actually viable mm. to because there's a, a lot of like crappy weapons. Like you get a broken short sword, and you have like four great swords that have similar move sets. Okay. So there's like no point in choosing like the three other great swords. Like you choose just the best great sword, right? To right. Be the like to kill or something. One's just but like in Bloodborne, than... like oh, yeah, 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 I would say like um, I guess like yeah. So it'd be so yeah. So in Bloodborne, like each weapon is so individually unique that it's so hard to choose a weapon that you know you want to stick with because. When you get a weapon, you're like, "Oh wow, this is so cool!" It's a, it's 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 like a rapier, but it has like a pistol inside. So when I'm like, you know, fancy, I can shoot the enemy. Or that is really, cool like really that. cool. Yeah, <laughs> and then I have like, oh, you know, I have this beast claw, and then I can transform into like an animal. <laughs> wow, what? When I, or something like that. That's cool. That's awesome. But, yeah, Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. So all of these weapons have like, and their move sets are so well thought out. Also, um, like it would take like it took me a few days to try to get used to this weapon called the Amygdalan Arm. It's part of a DLC weapon, but I just thought that this weapon was so cool that I just I just needed to learn how to use it. Oh wow! And I spent I spent quite a few time like just playing around try to figure out like which move is good for which situation mm-hmm. and yeah so that's really that, cool yeah so it makes bloodborne's gameplay really fun really really fast-paced fun aggressive um tons of individual individuality i guess a lot of like um depending on the rapid that you choose yeah, so a lot of like room to be creative. Yeah, and it it, it gives like a incentive to make more characters to play the game with game with because you know for the first playthrough you might be playing with like a strength weapon, and then but for the second playthrough you you would be like oh you know I want to try this other weapon so that you will make your a different build that would tailor towards that weapon you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of replayability from the weapons i feel um sweet that's awesome it, yeah. although ironically not a good um new game plus um yeah like well if, if you like the challenge then you go for the new game plus but um i feel like because I think with one playthrough, you get everything that you need mm. already. Because uh, with the Dark Souls games, um, the reason you would go to New Game Plus is to get additional stuff for your build. Because mm. yeah. in, 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 in one playthrough, you could get like one magic spell. But if you do like a two playthroughs in New Game Plus that you could get that magic spell again. So mm-hmm. that you have like a you know, like a two magic spell ammo count, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Bloodborne, in, in Bloodborne there's no really real need for that. Because um, the way that that, or 
in, in Bloodborne, there's no real magic, but there's hunter tools. And the way that the hunter tools work is quite different from the way magic works in Dark Souls. Um, um, how's it different? So it's it's a bit complicated. I don't know if I can explain it very well. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so your guns and your hunter tools, uh, they will consume this resource called Quicksilver Bullets. And mm-hmm. when you spawn off the bat, you get 20 Quicksilver Bullets. Um, and then whenever you shoot your gun, you know, that would take off like one Quicksilver Bullet. But uh, depending on the hunter tool that you use, it might take off like two or three quicksilver bullets. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so you you always have like a set uh, ammo uh, ammo count. Mm. Um, whenever you use like your hunter tools or AKA magic. Quote. I see. I see. Um, but in Dark Souls, I guess like with the first Dark Souls game, um, like the magic spells. Like when you obtain a new magic spell, they would have like a set count, I guess. Because I, I remember vaguely, uh, I used like the crystal magic weapon, and that had three uses. But if I do a new game plus, then I could get it again for a total of six uses or something like that. So you can see you can increase your ammo count if you do like a new game plus. Whereas in Bloodborne, it's sort of like set, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there wasn't really any incentive to do a new game plus I got that hunter tool again. Right, you know? right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so if there's like no incentive to do new game plus, then um, where else does the replay- replayability lies? Well, one way where a player can keep playing Bloodborne is in the Chalice Dungeons. So what mm. the chalice dungeons are is they're a randomly procedured um, dungeons that a yep. player can go through. You can sort of think of it as like Diablo. Oh, okay. Um, like each player, they can generate a different dungeon for other players to go through. And it, you could get like very high tier gems or special... Um, you could get the same weapons, but with the special different gem slots. Uh, some of the hardest, toughest boss lies in the Chalice Dungeons. Oh, so if you're cool. looking for a challenge, then that's what the Chalice Dungeons are for. Um, so I've been doing that a lot lately. Some some people really hate the Chalice Dungeons because they, they reuse the same bland uh, rooms over and over. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like a Korean MMORPG. <laughs> but, for some, <laughs> but, but I... But I seem to like it. So some people love it, some people hate it. But there's no in between. It's either you love it or hate it, and it's it's a completely optional thing. Also, um, you can beat Bloodborne without touching the Chalice Dungeons ever. So yeah, like but that's like game. one thing that I, yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that I, I uh, it's one of my guilty pleasures of Bloodborne in a way. Mm. That's yeah. cool. It looks, sounds like fun. Yeah, it is. It's like Spelunky in a way, <laughs> Bloodborne style. <laughs> Just like really dark, creepy <laughs> Spelunky <laughs> horror. <laughs> yeah, Roger. Roger, I have one more question for you. 
what mm-hmm. do you rate Bloodborne out of ten? Oh, like a nine point five. Noise. That's a solid rating. I think it is. Like I think uh, it it could be a masterpiece, but there are some like really really nitpicky minor flaws uh-huh. that sort of like holds it back a little bit. Like what? Um, just like the way the healing the well, some people do not like the healing system. Mm. I thought I personally thought it was okay, but I could see how it could be annoying. And some people, well, I also do not like um the way in which some of your ammos and your healing uh, potions do not recover if you do like co-op. So, like, if you do co-op and then you fight a monster and the player dies, mm-hmm. you will go back to your own world. Oh. But, the, like, the ammo and the potions that you use will not be, um, you know, be covered back <laughs> to the backs again. So, you constantly have to go between different maps to replenish yourself, which mm-hmm. was kind of annoying. But it's all nitpicky. Yeah, it's very nitpicky. Yeah, yeah. All right, Roger. Um, um, did did you have anything more you want to add before I rudely interrupt you? Um, I'm sure there's a lot more I, I could say, but uh, um, I haven't really formed the thoughts in my head. But we could save it for another day when I'm randomly rambling on. Okay, I think I um, I think we're at a good spot, and if there's more you want to say. You are more than welcome, Roger, to come back for Bloodborne Part 2. Oh, okay. Uh, follow FPC Talk if you want to hear more. Yes. Um, we, I'm just trying to like test out the, uh, the interest of time for this, and so we're hitting around an hour and a half, so we're going to oh, um, okay. try that. And you know, if it's too short, too long, uh, we'll figure it out. But um, yeah, I'm... Uh, we're going to try to end it here, Roger. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. No, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and uh, yeah, if you know, please come back for Bloodborne Part Two if you have more thoughts that you didn't think of last time, or um, yeah, want to continue this discussion. I just feel bad for cutting you off, but um, the, oh no, you shouldn't feel bad. We we are we are in our pilot. So we will, we, we're learning as we're going. We're learning as we're going. Um, speaking Day of going, money. it's time to get going. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Boy. Oh, boy. Um, yes, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, again, this is NPC Talk. If you have questions, uh, feedback, or anything, email us at npctalk at gmail.com. And uh, have a good night, everyone. Good night. Good Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.